Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I feel very New Japan-y at the moment. Well, we just talked a lot about New Japan uh, in the episode that mm. uh, has ju- well, you are about to listen to here, dear view- uh, dear listener. Um, and yeah, it's just been a, it's been a new. I, my whole news today was all about New Japan, so it's very it's a big topic at the moment. I really I really like it. I like it too. I hope this continues and it doesn't because this is what happened last year. You had the Omega Akada match, the six star match, and every that's me included. That was sort of my oh my god. I'm going to watch more New Japan. I was so into New Japan for the first two months of the year. Had a few viewing parties, getting drunk in the middle of the day at weekends watching New Japan pay-per-views. Because because it's on in Japan, that's quite nice for us. Hmm. We can start watching a 7pm show at like midday. Yeah, it's quite nice, really, isn't it? Yeah. As opposed to staying up till 1am like we have to do for WWE. For the show to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So... But then it did kind of drop out until there was Omega Ricardo again, and then the G1, there was a spike. But And then it sort of tapered off until Jericho came back. So I I kind of want to help it with the WrestleTalk news become a bit more consistent throughout the year. Mm. But it's, you know, there's only so much you can report on. You do have to report on stuff and put headlines with stuff that... People want to hear. People want to hear, yeah. So, which is usually Jericho does this. Jericho's <laughs> well, appeared here this week. Well, this is the thing. is because, like, Jericho has put all these new eyes onto New Japan, maybe that's... It's Jericho's... Um, Jericho there will make it more... Feel at least more mainstream, and then it will become news that people want to mm. hear, rather than it just being Omega Ricarda all the time. It'll be... It's, it's a name that people recognise, and they can then attach that to other things around. And then you have your name you recognise, then you learn other names, and then they become the names you recognise as well. And eventually you you fall in love with Ishii. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's yeah. your favourite wrestler in the world. Yeah. I really do hope that happens. Because uh, this is strange. For I mean, we did a, a whole Wrestle Kingdom review last Friday, uh, and this is the second Wrestle Ramble in a, in a week period where 
it's just there's no WWE in this show. Well, not only that, but Wrestle Kingdom 10 won the Wrestle Ramble mm. Extra Poll. In Royal Rumble month. Exactly. So we're going to be doing a New Japan show as a Wrestle Ramble Extra. That is nutbags. It is. That is crazy. That's more. That's. That's not rum- more rumble than ever. <laughs> That's less rumble than ever. It's more Wrestle Kingdom. Than ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that is nice. It's a nice uh, momentum swing. I'm... I'm- this, this is the thing this year, after the, the controversy that was my top 10 favourite wrestlers of 2017. <laughs> you know, that controversy sort of died down a little bit now, but obviously it's still lingering in the back of all the SWAF nation. I'm going to make it, I want to watch as much wrestling as I possibly can this year. I'm really, you know, maybe this is just, it's your January thing, but I feel like we've already done that one. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like, I, I want to watch more Ring of Honor. I'm just going to, I want to watch some Ring of Honor pay-per-views. I'm going to watch as much New Japan as I possibly can. I want to watch as much progress as I can, as much Rev Pro as I can. I want to try and ingest as much mm. wrestling as I can in 20, 2018. What a beautiful encapsulation of the optimism of the start of a year. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm this is the year where I'm gonna I'm gonna get a good job and I'm gonna go to the gym more and I'm gonna get out of this toxic relationship. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of people are just like I'm gonna go to the gym and become healthy. I was like no I'm gonna sit down more. Yes. I'm gonna sit down more than I currently do and watch more stuff. And watch other people do athletic that, things. Yes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get fatter this year. That's my aim. I want to get fatter by sitting down more and watching people do more athletic stuff. You could download uh, some matches onto the iPad, take it to the gym, whack it on a treadmill. Never oh, quite going to the gym there, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't like going to the gym. I, to gym gyms scare me. Yeah, they can be they can be uh, intimidating. They just they terrify me. Really? Yeah, because I'm. Do you want me to take you? <laughs> no, I'm but... not terrified. Well, no, I but you're around fine. But you're also like quite gym centric mm. you know you love gym so you like being in that environment where people are like I'm lifting weights whereas I'm like oh mate I just want to run on the treadmill for a bit that's it you've actually described my favorite gym I've ever been a member of unfortunately I moved away from it but it was called Muscle Works see that's a name that scares yeah. me that sounds like a magazine and uh, everything looks so sharp inside <laughs> it was just exposed steel and iron and when you walked out your hands smelt of metal oh no and there was this faint BO and it was just like Heavy things going clang, and then someone going, come on, like that. But now I'm in like a a, a chain gym oh, where mate. you have to enter a passcode to get in and everything's fancy. I'm like, where are the rough edges? See, when I, I've only been to the a gym. too high. I've only ever been to the gym a couple of times in my life. Actually, that's, that's a lie. When I got out of university and I was working a night shift, I used to go to the gym every, nearly every day, like at least every couple of days, because I was working a night shift. I'd finish it at like six in the morning, the gym's empty. Mm. So it's fine. I can go there. There's not many people there to bother me or to like, you know, I have to do that embarrassing thing where you have to move the weights up to a really low level so I can actually lift them up. As long as you put it back to the, the, the heaviest one, when you get off, people are like, whoa, yeah. that guy lifts. <laughs> do you even, I mean, if you looked at me, you could tell that I did not lift, bro. Bro, do you even rumble? <laughs> but that was fine. But then I, I stopped working nights and then I went to a day job. Now I don't like going in the evening. There's too many people there. Let's get busy. Well, uh, you, you might have noticed that the rambling is more confined to the podcast parts of the show now rather than the actual YouTube bit. Uh, but let's do some iTunes reviews. First up from Paul JJ, who is a very uh, lovely Patreon donor, Paul E. Dangerously Jarman, mm-hmm. who has supported us uh, in big, big ways. Thank you very he much, He certainly Paul. has. And he writes, strong and stable 
and a bit funny. That's political humour. Oh, it is. That was... It's Theresa May's. That's 2017 political humour. It's Theresa May's massive lie. And she wanted a strong and stable government. Um, what did she walk out with? A less strong and less stable government. A wobbly government. A very wobbly government. Uh, so Paul writes, funny bastards, I think we can say that, who talk sense about all things wrestling, consistently make me laugh so much that I support them on Patreon yeah. to ensure it keeps going. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Paulie Dangerously. Thanks, Paulie Dangerously. Extra clapping for you, Paulie. Yes, for Paulie oh, Dangerously German. Hurt my hands. And from Wow, is that Wadge? Wadge 786, Wow by Hashim. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. The title. This podcast is banging, banging, mate. Wow. Dot watch Raw or SmackDown? Cause I need all I need to know is in this podcast. Please, can you do your top WWE wrestlers in this era and why? Keep up the glorious work. Well, thank you, uh, Wide Seven Eight Six. That's almost too much to do in the uh, the time frame well, we've got. We, you know, just that was on the eighteenth of December. He wrote that review. Just a, a few days after, both both our top ten wrestlers That's of the year right, were right, yeah. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed the, the that. controversial uh, top ten wrestlers of the year. Very much so. So let's get on with today's show. So what do you think about the all-in pay-per-view? Is that what it's going to be called? Yes, I believe they're going with all-in as the title that was the tentative title they teased last year, but now they are doing it as like all-in 2018. Perhaps um, that's like uh, we're still working on the slogan thing. We're perhaps, familiar with it. Well, yeah, that. but that's what they've called the Twitter handle and everything. In all lowercase, but with Justice, lots of underscores. Justice League had that. I know. But that the, the Justice League movie wasn't called all-in. Maybe mm. this is just the slogan. Maybe this is their ultimate thrill ride <laughs> maybe all, maybe this is their more all in than ever well let's find out mm. but uh yeah it, it is the largest uh u.s based uh show attempt at a show anyway if they successfully pull this off i love this fact mm. if they successfully pull this off if they manage to sell out a ten thousand seat arena it will be the first time since wcw have done it Wow, like, which is 2000, 2001. They didn't do it in 2001. They did wow. it. I don't even think they did it in 2000. I think it might have been 1999 that they managed it. And I don't think they managed to sell out 10,000 seats Not in even 2000. When they gave all the tickets to drunk people. Well, no, this is like selling out. This is like sure. filling out 10,000 seats. So it will be the first time since WCW that someone has been able to do it. TNA couldn't do it when they had Hulk Hogan mm. and Kurt Angle and Ric Flair and Sting and Rob Van Dam. But Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks believe that now is the time that they will be able to pull it off. Ring of Honor's biggest house, I think, is around like three and a half, four thousand. Mm, four thousand, I four thousand, yeah. Didn't TNA do about seven thousand? TNA did about seven thousand, yeah, yeah, but that's not ten thousand. Not recently. No, got, this no. is not. A, that's not a recent number. Oh no, it's not. Again, that was when they had yeah. actual names. It's weird because, like, when you say WCW, I always think in my mind that was ten years ago. No, because my mind counts back and forward from the year two thousand, which is incorrect because it's been many years since then. Uh, almost two decades. Yep. Since WCW folded. Yeah, WWE makes me feel a little bit grey in the hair. Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah, like WCW, WWE obviously can pull off uh, setting out a ten thousand mm. seats arena because they like, do. I think about like thirty thousand, maybe fifteen thousand uh, for their pay per views and stuff like that, and their Raw shows, obviously. But this will be the first non WWE organization to if they could pull it off. But you and I were kind of sort of discussing this briefly before we came in here. I, I'm not sure 
Because really, as Meltzer kind of pointed this out when they first negative acted, Luke is here. <laughs> negative Luke, not negative Luke. It's being realistic, Luke. Um, Meltzer pointed That's out exactly when, what negative Luke would say. Because this all stemmed from a Meltzer thing. Yes. Someone asked Meltzer on Twitter, "Would ROH, would Ring of Honor, be able to do a ten thousand seats show?" And Dave said, "No, because history has shown no, they probably couldn't." Mm. And Cody kind of took that as a challenge so it's not a ring of honor show it's a bullet club show you know it's this is a, a bullet it's like a, an nwo branded event it's the bullet club branded event and this whole thing but dave was kind of saying on wrestling observer radio when cody announced that they were they were actually going ahead with this it wasn't just a plan anymore dave said if you don't have like a daniel bryan on the show or a cm punk or someone like that there aren't huge drawing names available mm. in the Ring of Honor New Japan crowd. There are big names, but they're not 10,000 seat drawing names. Yeah, this is because we were trying to... So, so what we'll do in a moment is come up with our dream top matches that we think can, you know, but w- which will make this uh, a very decent pay-per-view. A great pay-per-view. Like, yeah. that, that's the thing as well. Like, I'm, I'm, may sound like I'm being negative, but these names will put on an incredible show. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a great show, but there's been a great wrestling show where you just book your favourite wrestlers, that's different, I think, to making a a show that will draw a lot of money and, you know, to draw 10,000 fans. Because that requires, really, to get that amount of that kind of fan, non-WWE fan, you need people flying in. Mm -hmm. And are they going to fly in to watch guys that they can see on tours when they come to the UK, for instance, or when they go to Germany or Australia. Or it's coming up with dream matches that you didn't think possible. Mm. Something like, like Jericho Omega would was, be perfect. That's exactly what yeah. I was about to say. Like sorry. Jericho Omega. No, no, sorry, step on my toes, it's fine. Like <laughs> Jericho Omega is the perfect example of that. That is a dream match that you wouldn't have thought possible six months ago. Yeah. But New Japan put it on. And look what it did for New Japan. That brought in all these new subscribers into New Japan world. I've heard nothing but New Japan talk since last Thursday, since they did Wrestle Kingdom. And that's a great thing because that dream match created all that buzz and it created all that attention on that can the bullet club find their version of alpha omega they want to do like a what do nxt takeovers usually do don't they do like 10 to fifteen thousand? not anymore they don't not anymore but yeah in the in the glory days and i guess that's where that that sort of 2014 2015 nxt fan base which we were very much a part of but then nxt kind of cooled up cooled off a lot of people got cooled up now they can't sell out arenas that that fan base has gone towards watching Being the Elite on YouTube, watching the Wrestle Kingdom matches, Bullet Club, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. So we, we're all, you know, the amount of Bullet Club t-shirts. So you've got the drawing power of the Bullet Club, which has been a proven draw to Ring of Honor. I think they had their largest ever attended year in 2017, probably thanks to the, the Bullet Club's presence in Cody and the Young Bucks and Skrull. So you've got the Bullet Club's draw. You've got Ring of Honor's draw. I imagine they're going to have their roster behind it as well. Although, we, you know, when we were trying to come up with our dream cards, I was surprised by how few names on the Ring of Honor roster where I was like, oh, they, they could sell something out. Like, you know, you've got Jay Lethal and Christopher Daniels. Really, you know, people I love. And I love all the wrestlers in Ring of Honor, to be honest. But are, are they megastars that can draw 10,000 people? I didn't see any. Whereas, you know, five years ago, Kevin Steen, El Generico, Adam, well, Adam Cole wasn't, it was, I guess, back then it was uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. So that those sorts of names, Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness, you know, conceivably they could, but Ring of Honor 
Ring of Honor's big names at the moment are the big names you've already got in the Bullet Club. And then the other side of that dimension is the New Japan names. They also have a connection to as well. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the New Japan names are there, they're all, but they're going to be running the show in March and maybe in July as well for the Long the Long Beach uh, G1 show, I think. Yeah, the, the Long Beach show is in March because that's when they're doing March, Jericho yeah. Naito. Mm, uh, reportedly. But may, maybe they'll do another one over the summer if it goes well. So it's like the, the Japanese stars coming over. They come over a lot for Ring of Honor as well a couple of times a year. Are they going to be a big enough draw? So, yeah, what is... But again, and, and I had to labour this point as well. But it's mm. not just these guys being the draw; it's the matches themselves. Yeah. Because like new New Japan guys coming across, like that seems like a big thing. But if it's like Suzuki versus someone you've already seen Suzuki face off against, mm. then that's not I mean, as great of a match that that is. Is that a drawing that's going to bring in ten thousand people? People flying overseas. You are absolutely one hundred percent right. It's all going to be people flying in. It's that WrestleMania thing. Yeah. It's people traveling to this as a an event, traveling all across the states. People flying in from uh, the UK and and Europe. People flying from all over the world to come in, like they do for WrestleMania. So and we're not we're not being down on the ten thousand name. I I admire Cody and the so Young much so, so much. much. Like, Gotta love a dreamer. Oh yeah, and he is—he's the American nightmare, yeah, well, but he—he he <laughs> is he's also a dreamer. That. And you know, someone a critic said to him, "No, they can't sell out ten thousand seats," which is you know based in logic, but it's not outside the realms of possibility. No. Nope. And Cody's been like, you know what? That's my next goal. And if so he can pull what, it off, what a guy. Yeah. And if he can pull it off, man, what an achievement that will be to be the first yeah. non-WWE organization to draw ten thousand people to an arena. That would be such an achievement, and I would love for Cody to be able to prove Dave wrong. I just think that would be an amazing thing. Yeah, screw you, Dave screw Meltzer. Screw you, Dave Meltzer. We really respect you. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, so we are definitely rooting for this show. We're just trying to give our opinions based in uh, you have to, rationale. You've got to be realistic about it. So, But there are two names that would, would sort of throw away all of that rationale and then all of a sudden you're like, maybe you should book a bigger building. <clears throat> and that is Daniel Bryan, whose contract is up on the 28th of September or near about we can't really but it's around September well, October Brian said in a tweet last June because uh, I just checked this before we came in because you instantly put down Daniel Bryan and I was like well he can't make the show and then that kind of took the wind out of your sails a little bit yeah, because yeah. you thought that he would be able to the show the, the Bullet Club show is taking place on September 1st and according to Daniel Bryan his contract ends on the 28th of September so 27 days later mm. which is a real shame or maybe it doesn't. Maybe, maybe Brian's, you know... He's kayfabing it. Kayfabe. Maybe he already knew, but that was back in June before this even happened. Who knows? Because Jericho could just turn up here, probably, and beat one of us up. Could he give one of us a code breaker? Yeah. Probably me. Yeah, but hopefully you. Uh, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll team with him after that. Yeah. The anti-Luke brigade. <laughs> Former best friends yeah. turning. Yeah. Uh, but the... So Daniel Bryan's one of them, but it seems like that might not happen based on the scheduling and that's that was the most confident big name draw i i had sorry i had confidence in the other name um and have they announced the location yet no they have not they're going to announce it in an episode of being the elite uh, in the upcoming weeks right so they they mentioned a few places ireland i think was one uh, london was another somewhere else in america california and california and chicago now if i was putting if i was a betting man I would say it's Chicago. Brilliant wrestling city. Very diehard wrestling fans there. I mean, as we know from Money in the Bank 2011. I mean, God, would you even need the worldwide audience flying in if you just said to Chicago, 
CM Punk's coming back at this show. Well, this okay. So that is it. If you can get a CM Punk wrestling return, CM Punk's first wrestling match since 2014. Doesn't really matter who it's. I might imagine if you announced it, it was like Punk versus Okada. Like, even if you just had a CM Punk appearance or whatever, CM Punk for the first time stepping inside a wrestling ring, that could be a big. That's a draw. That's aiming. That's an incredible draw that yeah. people would fly all over the world fr- from all over the world to see. Well, you wouldn't even need that. I I think there'll be enough people in Chicago. Yeah. To, to yeah. go, you know. It would it would certainly help their chances. Absolutely, yeah. I think that Chicago is there. I mean, I'm hoping it's Chicago anyway mm. because I think, as you're right, that's it's a really great wrestling city. I I think that's their best chance they've got. Um, and yeah, if they can get Punk and Punk is you know the Young Bucks have said that Punk had told them that if he was going to make a return to wrestling, they would be the first people he'd call because they've got a very good relationship. So I can almost see Matt and Nick Jackson on the phone to Punk being like. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Not only because, look at this from Punk's point of view. He's done with wrestling. He's not interested in wrestling. But as a way to be like, hey, man, this would be, this is kind of sticking it to, not sticking it to WWE, but just showing that independent wrestling is alive and well and it's thriving and we can still have the 10th. You can be a part of history, Mm. blah, 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 blah. Maybe, maybe, even if, like, I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm starting to fancy book things a little bit too much here or start clutching at straws, perhaps. What if you strike up a deal with UFC? And hold Punk's next fight, next UFC fight at the Bullet Club show. So then it's Punk not doing wow. a wrestling event. It's Punk's next UFC fight is at this Bullet Club show. That is a very interesting thing. I mean, logistically, logistically, I, it's a nightmare. But it's a yeah. nightmare. I'm just like I'm thinking rings. Well, yeah, I mean, because because essentially that takes away a lot of your floor seats, yeah. which means then you're not selling at ten thousand. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's an amazing concept, I suppose. Uh, but anyway, yeah, punk would punk would be the difference maker, mm-hmm. and it is like you said. Do you want to stick it to WWE? It's down your road where your mates. It's a wrestling show run by all of your mates. Just get to hang out with friends and <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, that would be quite something. So we have come up with a, a few top matches that we just looking at all the talent available. These were the best ones we can come up with, and I mean maybe it's just me lacking the the booking brilliance of people who do this professionally but i don't i don't think my card is enough to sell 10,000 tickets i don't think mine is either yeah uh because we're lacking that but so originally i wrote down daniel bryan versus cody rhodes for the ring of honor title with bryan going over yeah and this is bryan's first match after leaving wwe but um yeah, I don't, that's probably not going to happen. No, and I think you and I have con, kind of gone for the, the similar thing, really, which is it's the payoff to this kind of build that they've been doing for a while, which is the implosion of the Bullet Club, which would be Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega, which I feel like it's that's a main event that they could put on. Mm. It's a main event that people really want to see. Is it a main event people want to fly all over the world to see? But I think it is a main event that people want to see. It's it's Because what I've done with my card, shall I just run through my card and yeah. I'll, I'll walk you through? So just imagine in the background the Bullet Club storyline that was set up at New Year's Dash, and that is there's sort of this rift between Cody and Kenny Omega. And that has been really since Dominion mm-hmm. last year when Cody went to throw the towel in in the Akada, Akada, <laughs> Akada and Omega 2. So it's the payoff to that. So you've got at the top the Bullet Club split, ironically, for a show called All In. It's a show about a Bullet Club split. Uh, and you've got Rhodes versus Omega at the top of the card. And that's your big Bullet Club leadership blow-off. 
But down the card, a little bit lower, you've got the other split. So I'm thinking the Young Bucks side with Omega because they're being the elite. But Marty Skrull sides with Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And who's going to who's going to team with Marty against the Young Bucks? Hey, Zack Sabre Jr., what you doing, pal? I know he's in Suzuki Gun at the moment, Suzuki Goon at the moment. But yeah, if uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull were a fantastic team, tag team for ages in the UK as uh, leaders of the new school. Awful name, but great <laughs> tag team. And one of my favourites. And yeah, the, those two work so well together as a tag team. I believe they're, are they doing that act in PWG right now? So they're, they're doing it currently almost. Them versus the Young Bucks would be mouth-watering stuff. Uh, so that that was my Bullet Club storyline through the show. Uh, but I've also got as a special attraction match, if Chris Jericho's still out and about, and he's friends with Omega, so maybe this could work, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that that, yeah. that to me, I think, is, a, is a, a great match. And one that I, I nearly put down and then changed my mind. But again, I don't think... As great as Will is, and he's fantastic, one of the best wrestlers in the world, It's it, again, is it a name that's going to draw? Chris Jericho is a name that could draw there, uh, so that, that the interest could come from that. And I've also written down here a CM Punk promo. Mm. I, don't, like, I don't think he's going to wrestle again for, for a long, long time. But, I, you know, would he come into the ring, host the show, The Rock at WrestleMania 27 style? Mm-hmm. Could do. So, you know, you build it around Punk. Punk does a promo, endorses everyone, maybe gets physical but doesn't take a bump. That's what I would do as the sort of top of my card. I'm thinking about your, your Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay thing. And I think that you kind of said, like, is Will Ospreay a draw? And what I would kind of counter to that is that Jericho is a draw. Yeah. But and I think that Jericho going against someone like Will Ospreay, who has so much buzz and attention around him, yeah. I think that could actually make then that match a draw because you have a guy who claims to be the best of all time, the best in the world, against a guy who is arguably amongst the best in the world. And everyone really loves Will Ospreay. Everyone mm -hmm. thinks that he's absolutely fantastic. So actually those two colliding could make that match a draw. It's in, it's it's really tricky this because I, I'm stuck between two. Th it's like I'm being pulled apart by two sides, and that is wanting to book like a storyline based characters and really cool dream matches, but also an appealing to the the smart audience. Or do you appeal to the mainstream and try and shift all those seats? In which case, if if you wanted to appeal to the mainstream and you just ex WWE superstar Chris Jericho on the poster. It's got to be Jericho versus Rhodes in the main event. Yeah, but but Jericho versus Rhodes is a match that I mean, as to, I can't tell you a single match that they've had, but yeah. I'm almost certain they've had a lot of matches oh, in WWE. Most definitely, probably. But you know, the the way you get in the mainstream crowd is you slap as seen on TV on the poster <laughs> yeah. and and you do it that way. Yeah. So uh, maybe I suppose, um, which is kind of leaves me on some mind. So I was actually looking at as well at Cody versus Omega as you know the implosion of the Bullet Club. But if you weren't going to do that, another option I possibly did do was doing Omega versus Okada. On the sole basis of if you're appealing to that hardcore crowd of just being like, it's the last time these two will have this match. Mm. It's it's on American soil. It's you know it, it's a almost you build it as like it's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity sort of thing. Like Roxena one, like it doesn't have to be, you know, because we had uh, Roxena two the the following year, mm -hmm. you know, and we've had Akada versus Omega. We've had it around the world, but if you kind of sort of build it as like this is the last time it's going to happen on American soil. 
will that be like the drawing factor will that kind of bring a, a crowd in maybe and then you know and then like you i was kind of sort of struggling with things but I, i've thought of a match if this is in chicago detroit is that detroit <laughs> oh, no, no michigan uh, michigan isn't it yeah damn it this falls apart. This falls Although apart. It'll be a yeah, it'll be a hell of a match. I put the Bucks versus the Motor City Machine Guns, which tells you my my American geography. Is they're, they're right there. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, Chicago's Sorry. Detroit, Michigan, else. Chicago, there's, there's Illinois. Detroit. Damn. Sorry, I was complete. I was miles off there. I was. I was thinking uh, Motor City Machine Guns. I was like Kevin Nash as well. They're close with CM Punk. And then I was like, well, hang about. No, that's completely the wrong state. Mm. I've gone completely well off there. However, Bucks versus Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns would be a hell of a match. Would really, really love the Motor City. But again, is that it's, is it a draw? Because they've had that match plenty in, of times in Ring of Honor. In recently. Ring of Honor recently, um, and then Chris Jericho versus Marty Skrull again, just because I think that would be an absolutely yeah. incredible match. But that is a match again that is appealing to your hardcore fan base as opposed to your, your mainstream. I think, but just Jericho's name there. Will. Yeah. We'll open it up. And you've got one more. You're not going to say that. <laughs> I mean, again, you and I talked about this, didn't we? We were talking about like names that we would like to see on the show. And a wrestler that you and I are both massive fans of is Keith Lee. And I was like, Keith, as soon as mm-hmm. I said you could build any dream match, I was like, Keith Lee. Yeah, same with me. But then I thought... Wait, Wait, yeah, Keith, is is the interest there for if you want to sell ten thousand tickets? Keith, yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, I and I said you could book Keith Lee versus Ishii, the match that you and I saw at Rev Pro Global Wars Night One last year, which was by, far and away one of my favourite matches of the year, which is absolutely mind blowing. And I said that that could be Keith Lee's uh, uh, Guerrero Malenko. It's, yeah, it's that match that you just you two just tour around the world and you just get paid the mega bucks to go and do that match around the world. I would put that on this card. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get early access to our YouTube videos and our monthly Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views as voted for by our Patreon backers. We've covered Money in the Bank 2011, Halloween Havoc 98, Survivor Series 98, and Armageddon 2000. And this month could be either Wrestle Kingdom 10 with AJ Styles vs Shinsuke Nakamura, or Royal Rumble 2000 featuring Cactus Jack vs Triple H in a street fight. There are other great perks, including fast-tracked questions to the Wrestle Ramble mailbag and personalised shoutouts. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've got some crap gimmicks. Hey. Yay! Let's see if we can uh, sign any of these intriguing prospects to the crap gimmick roster. If you're new to the crap gimmicks, uh, this is where you, the viewers, submit awful wrestling character ideas and we go through them and see if they're bad enough. We're not looking for good ones. We're looking for the worst ones. So first up... Creatively worst. I'm not finished with you. That's their name. This was a YouTube submission. YouTube names uh, are a bit wacky usually. The wrestler is named Division. His entrance music is Blood on the Dance Floor's Where's My Wonderland, a song I'm not familiar with. I'm not either, but all I hear in my head is um, Murder on the Dance Floor. Murder on the Dance Floor, yeah. Would you better not kill the groove? Hey, hey. Gonna burn that damn house right now. That's the one, yeah. With, um, what's her face? The Sophie Ellis Beck. Thank you. I was going to say the Blue Peter girl because her mum was a Blue Peter presenter. Really? Yeah. Robbie she Williams. Lo- she looks like a cat. Well, Robbie Williams once described her as a rhombus head. <laughs> She's got a very neatly shaped head. Beautiful woman, though, yeah, but absolutely. not to Robbie Williams' taste. No, apparently not. Uh, his gimmick is simply he has a split personality. One of his personalities is an amazing wrestler. The other is a cowardly wimp who runs away for most of the match. Wrestlers are never sure what personality they are facing and thus are unsure how to approach the fight. Adding to the fact is which wrestling personality will he be at the Royal Rumble? Which character is part of the Survivor Series team who will show up at WrestleMania? So uh, that's Division for you. What do you think? I like it. I do like it. I don't think there's enough there. Like there's not a... No, I, I disagree. I think there's something there that you can uh, develop, put into some interesting storylines. I couldn't like pick a feud for him off, right off the bat within uh, the, the current roster that you have, or the rather we have. But I really, I think there's enough in there. There's a foundation that you can build upon there. I like the idea from a storytelling perspective that we don't know which one we're going to get, but we've kind of got that with the Beastmaster. Mm. We've got like we don't want to. We don't want to. And where the Beastmaster has, you know, which one's going to turn up? Is it an eagle? Is it a bear? Or whatever other animals he has under his control. He's got five different things there. That's cool. There's loads to sink your teeth into. Literally. This guy is just, will he be good or will he be bad? I don't know. I, I could go for it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, Beast Beastmaster is a top tier main <laughs> eventer. Unlike the Fishmongerer. Fishmongerer. <laughs> Fishmonger. Can't even get his name right. Uh, so, I, I mean, personally, No. I'm not. I, I'm not into division. But do you wanna? I'd, I'd sign him to my roster. 
With to, all, to, you to, put him on a developmental. Oh yeah, developmental. But yeah. this is a shared roster. Are you gonna? Oh, I thought we were doing a brand split. No, <laughs> what was that? That's not, not for another few years. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd sign him up for developmental. I'm not if you if we do a brand split and there's an invasion, I'm not scared of this guy. Well, I mean, if we get oh, well, it depends. If I there suppose. is a brand split invasion, mate, I'm leading with a fishmonger. I'm going to crowd on my oh, side. What beastmaster? Wrestlebot three thousand will destroy him. Are you saying you're getting Wrestlebot? Oh, yeah. He's my first draft pick. <laughs> and Emil Tom... Beastmaster's mine, because you're never going to pick the fishmonger. And then next up we have the Mayor of Painesville, who is a... Well, well, okay, so you, you, I'm going to slightly correct you there, because I was talking over you quite rudely and just did again. This is not from the Mayor of Painesville. Oh, isn't it? No, this is from... Emil Thompson. Who oh, well, was it's probably a good. If it's not from Dan, yeah, then this it's is probably great. This is not suggesting. This is not a suggestion from Patreon back at the Mayor of Painesville, Dan. This is from a YouTuber, uh, Emil Thompson. For a brief bit of context, Mayor of Painesville, Dan Shite Mayor, uh, has submitted many crap gimmicks. All of them are rubbish. Well, no, never well, 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 in... well, well, let's 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 be fair to him. We've never signed any of his gimmicks. So Emil Thompson has, come so close. has suggested a crap gimmick called the Mayor of Painesville, a Paul Heyman type manager. But instead of a strong wrestler like Brock Lesnar, he just has a new jobber every week. Basically, a manager for all the jobbers. This is great. So initially when you told me what it was, I thought, well, no, because it's the Mayor of Painesville's. That is Dan. But now I know it isn't Dan who submitted it. I'm signing it, by the way. <laughs> I think this is a great... It'd be so funny. He comes out every week, does the whole Paul Heyman yep. building up his jobber, and then the jobber gets squashed in a, in under a minute. Yeah. And he has to go back, and he just comes back, and here's the reigning defending, whatever. I love it. The star ratings, the official ones, not this guy, the official ones. <laughs> like Dave Meltzer... Is the official wrestling? I guess he is. I guess he is. Yeah, he's the one who popularized the star rating system for wrestling, and he is the the most respectable wrestling journalist in wrestling journalism. Yes, in my opinion, to to some people, not everyone. There are a lot of people, particularly we get in our comments, who are very Mm. uh, who do not like Dave Meltzer. And Bruce Pritchard would have you believe on his show that he's not a fan, but secretly they're friends. No. You don't see that picture from last year? No. There's a picture of um, Bruce Pritchard and Dave Meltzer watching a show together, and there was like pictures of them like arms around each other, like buddy Kissing. buddy. And everyone was like, oh, breaking kayfabe, guys. Honestly. Honestly. Uh, so, yeah, you, you don't have to uh, like his opinion. You can disagree with his opinion, but I think you should respect his opinion because he has been reporting on wrestling for. Wow, almost forty years. This is That's a man. Insane. This is a man who I would probably argue hasn't watched any film unless it was a wrestling based film because he just spends his whole time watching wrestling doesn't have time he doesn't have time to watch anything else because he watches and like he doesn't just watch WWE Ring of Honor and New Japan he literally watches every bit of wrestling from around the world he probably hasn't even seen Thor Ragnarok yet that's how far behind he is so we haven't seen the star ratings the Wrestling Observer newsletter came out shortly before we started recording this the best match this is the poll for Wrestling uh, Observer subscribers, was won by Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho by Un- quite some way. Yeah, I'm unsurprised by that. Uh, next up was Okada and Naito. Yep. Uh, but they were like 200 votes behind. And well behind that was the four-way, which might be my favourite match. And the worst match was the, the, the gauntlet match, the tag team gauntlet match, or the six-man gauntlet match, and the rumble behind that. Yeah. So let's get into the actual star ratings. Uh, well, actually, the... the 
Oh, that's, that's New Year's, New Year's Dash. Dash. My apologies. So you scroll down. You you're going to have to talk for a bit. Well, well the reason these why... These are so long, these newsletters. The reason just why... search for the, an asterisk. <laughs> the reason we why we wanted to do this is because when we did our Wrestle Kingdom Wrestle Ramble review, the <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom Ramble, Ollie Davis was giving star ratings. He was trying to be the new Dave Meltzer. I was big-headed enough to, to try something new. You, were th- you thought, it's January. It's the first week of January. I'm going to try something new here. I'm going to try and start doing some star ratings. How did it work out for you? Well, a lot of people actually quite enjoyed it in the comments. They said, don't worry about it, Ollie. You you can give ratings if you like, (laughs) which was nice. But we thought it'd be funny or, you know, quite, you know, entertaining to compare your star ratings with Mr. Meltzer's. So have you got your star ratings available? I do. I do. I have them to hand. So the the main show, I didn't watch the Rumble, which got a star and a half from Meltzer, was the Young Bucks versus Rapongi 3K. Show and yo. I gave... Did you see the rating? I haven't seen the rating. So no. I gave that four and a half stars. Yeah. Meltzer gave it four. four stars. Four stars. He loves the Young Bucks, does Dave Meltzer. Yeah, but not as much as I do. <laughs> Uh, then the tag gauntlet match, what was voted as the worst match on the show. You gave two and a half I stars. I gave two and a half. Meltzer also gave two, two and, and a half. half stars. Greg. Snap Meltzer. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people take the mick out of Dave Meltzer because like, like that match at a WWE show would have got like star and a half, maybe mm. a star. But you put it at the Tokyo Dome, that adds an extra star to it. So uh, this actually, what he's done is he's, because it was a gauntlet match. Oh. He's rated each bit of the gauntlet match individually so actually <laughs> okay so the first bit of the gauntlet match he gave two and a half then three quarters of a star because that only went like 40 seconds then a star and a half uh and the last bit was a two stars and three quarters so it probably all works out as about two, two stars, stars yeah for that um now abushi and cody rhodes a match that i match i love yeah i gave three and a half yeah that's dave given it Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Crikey. Four and a quarter stars. Cody, uh, Cody, Cody and Abushi. It's difficult to say. But yeah, back. that's good. Very well done to them. Um, now the uh, Sonada and Evil Archer and David Boy Smith. Match. Now I know that Meltzer loved this match yeah. because in his Wrestling Observer Radio review he thought it was just absolutely brilliant. And you gave it two and a half stars. I think he's. I think he's given it three and a half. Four, st- four stars. Whoa. Wow. Big discrepancy there. I was quite bored in that match. Maybe I should go back and watch it. Uh, then uh, Hiroki Goto, Goto beating Minoru Suzuki. I wonder if he will penalise this match because they're, they, because of the... Essentially, Goto passed out in the match mm. and the referee probably should have called the match off. I But I loved the uh, post-match angle, which is where Suzuki... The, it was a hair versus hair match. And Suzuki, when Suzuki lost, his goons took him off. But he was like, no, I'm an honourable villain. And he went back in and he shaved his own head. It's brilliant. I gave that four and stars. And now he looks even scary. Yeah. I gave that four stars. Uh, I loved it. I loved that match. Scrolling down. Four and a half stars. Whoa. I am shocked it's that high. Meltzer likes some stiff strike exchanges. Again, it was in the Tokyo Dome. Okay. So here we... So uh, the... IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Four Way, which was your favourite match on the card. Favourite match of the night: Kashida versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay versus Marty Skull. I gave four and a quarter. As if this is an actual set. 
I bet. Did, so, I, w- I wonder if this will actually make the final edit. Did you hear Omega talking to this, talking about this match yes, to Jericho? And he yeah. says, because there, there was a spot that they were going to do in their match that they saw this match do. It was like, Will Ospreay jumping off the uh, the lighting rig. Moonsault, yeah. And he was like, oh, well, we can't do that now. And uh, Omega said something like, well, that's what happens when you go 20 minutes over time and try and do every move yeah. in the history of professional I, wrestling. I think he said, trust the juniors to steal your spot. Yeah. So I gave this four and a quarter and four and three quarters. That is a smidgen off a of five. It certainly is. That's nearly a five, nearly a perfect match in Dave Meltzer's eyes. So he's definitely given the top two matches five at star. least two, at least uh, five well, stars. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, Tanahashi but versus I don't Jay think, White. I don't think he will because he didn't think that the top three matches on this card were as great as the last, the top three matches of the last three or four years. That's what he said immediately after, but maybe it's vested within his amazing wrestling brain. (laughs) I gave Tanahashi versus Jay White three stars. A match that you said in your review wasn't all that good, and you still gave three stars. I said it was fine. Three stars is just above average. That's not how you rate films. That is absolutely not how you rate films. changes uh so Meltzer gave this three and a quarter Ooh, we were quite, three and three, three quarters three and three quarters like just below four stars that's generous Dave mm. um but he yeah apparently it was really good if you go back and rewatch it without all the other matches to compare it to so here we go the co-main event Omega versus Jericho I gave four and a half which you know probably should be a bit higher actually but that, I'm sticking with that um, and he gave it five, five stars. stars. Five stars. There it is. For Omega versus Jericho. And then the actual main event, Akada versus Naito. Wait, what did I give? I, this is my favourite match of the night. I gave it four and three quarters. Four and a half. Oh, wow. Well, look at that. Let me just, it could be five and a half. One, two, three, four. It's four and a half. Yeah, no, no, no star breaking systems here, being broken here. Wow. Well, I didn't give... I, I was going to continue, um, and I was sort of looking on Raw and SmackDown this week, saying, oh, is there anything I could rate with some stars? Where's the stars? And there were no matches good enough. <laughs> we actually planned to talk about much more news mm. in that episode, but we got so into talking about the Bullet Club show and Meltzer's star rating system that we've ended up with a much shorter show. You could you could say all in. We went all in with non WWE stuff. I you know I am. Um, we were halfway through the Meltzer thing, and I thought this is gonna bite us in the ass. <laughs> It'll be very interesting to see how this plays out because there's there's quite a vocal contingent in YouTube comments of people who don't don't really want to hear Meltzer's opinions on anything, uh, but they're perfectly fine to hear all his reports. Mm. Uh, so yeah, when. And, and like the whole idea of it's like if I want to rate things on a star basis and do something similar and then I'm showing what a, an actual respectable wrestling journalist guys do I, don't, I think it's I just don't think it's going to go down well <laughs> is my immediate impression I thought it was funny though yes okay well I hope it comes across as stupid rather than this guy's an idiot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah maybe well maybe. let's hope so what are your plans for the weekends well, what, what are my plans well, I want to see a movie it's Oscar season, isn't it? So I'm, I might start trying to chip away at all the, the noms. Three billboards. The om nom noms. That's that's uh, definitely the lead pick. Because I love Martin McDonough. I once went... Was it Martin McDonough or is it John Michael McDonough? Uh, Marty McDonough, I think. Marty McDonough. 
So he's, uh, if you haven't seen any of his previous films, they're all amazing, as are his brothers. I saw, uh, I went to a Q&A with his brother, mm. uh, John Michael McDonough, after War and Everyone, which is one of his films, and he was smashed. <laughs> and he just started slagging off people who pulled out of the film last minute. Wow. He didn't name any names, but like, he said enough things where I'm pretty sure you could identify who it was. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, apparently they both enjoy a drink, it seems. Well, okay, well, that, that's fair enough. So you're taking in a film then? Yeah, hopefully three billboards. Uh, what about you? Well, I'm getting Root Canal tomorrow. Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Root Canal uh, uh. on a Friday afternoon, so that'll be uh, fun. And then I'm going to Hastings. Going to Hastings for the weekend. Me and my, my wife have got some plans. We're, we're going to a restaurant called Half Man, Half Burger, which sounds right up my street because... I love burgers. So that, that I sounds... thought you get. I thought this was a lead into a joke. That sounds right up my street because we're both vegans. <laughs> no, no, vegan, vegan. Unless I go out to eat, because then I do like to right. uh, to partake in in the old meat substances. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we're going out to that. So well, the way to Hastings. Well, because my wife specifically my, for that restaurant. No, my parents-in-law, uh, my parents-in-law ah, have a okay. flat down there, so we go down there and and stay in their flat, and it's a nice, it's a great nice little escape to the to the seaside. It's the kinky sex dungeon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we go down there. We can have a wonderful time. Watch we can Fifty Shades of Grey. Eat chips by the beach. Go to Half Man Half Burger. Mm. Go for a nice little wander. It's it's lovely. We really enjoy doing and it. And use the S and M dungeon. Yeah, and all that yeah, sort of stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. So you know we're gonna do that and then come back on the on the Sunday. Probably download some movies on the old Netflix so we can watch them on the trains. It's a two and a half hour train journey, and all that kind of fun stuff. I feel like the root canal surgery is the most interesting part here. You reckon? So what's the What's the fallout of that? Like, are you going to... Well, okay, so, well hey. I don't know. Mm. So, what they have told me is that I need to get... I need to have it done. I need to get it. I need to get it. I've already paid for it. Um, and I've got... This is my first of three sessions. Um, and it's going to be... I can, I can, it's talking about it now. I'm getting, like, phantom pain. Mm. And... I've got to get that done. They're also going to do a bit of teeth whitening uh, stuff on there. And then I may have to get a cap for it. But that's if I choose to. And those are expensive. You're going to bust a cap in your mouth. Uh, yes, I'm... Sounds I'm... also like something that would happen in your Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's that's sort of the fallout for it. By the way, like I won't be in pain anymore. That's the main thing. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to die. It's, it's like... <laughs> but at least I won't be in pain anymore. <laughs> Like you go to a euthanasia clinic. Funny enough, actually, last night my wife and I were watching an episode of Bob's Burgers, and there was a whole episode of that about uh, Louise having to get a filling, and I was almost mm. like, grabbing my wife, being like, "I've got to have to do this." Yeah, I do not envy you. I do genuinely feel for you there. So, some iTunes reviews. You and Meredith writes Ramble Gods received an Apple product for my birthday today, and reviewing Wrestle Ramble <laughs> was a priority. Great back and forth banter between Ollie and Luke that makes every podcast entertaining. Got me back into wrestling after a long time. Would love to have some more non-WWE discussion from time to time, but completely understand the reasons why. Hashtag Swath Nation for life. Well, Ewan. Thank you very much, Ewan. Ewan, uh, Ewan, you got your non-WWE talk. Yeah, what what a... uh... A timely review. Yeah, well, it was on the 23rd of December. We're, we're getting there. We're catching up. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. Absolutely. And hope you enjoyed all the non-WWE stuff. Although I feel like a lot of our non-WWE discussion is also framed within the how can this non-WWE thing defeat WWE. Yeah. The Shockmaster Steve W. writes great podcast. On Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't take days off. 
Two mates who just talk. Maybe he also got an Apple-related product for Christmas. Two mates who just talk wrestling for the most part. But how dare they keep talking about lady partners just showing off and talking about their lives, letting us feel like we connect with them a bit on a personal level. Disgusting. But on a serious note, I've stopped watching weekly WWE and just rely on this podcast to keep me updated. Consistent. Good work. Keep it up. Oh, Shockmaster Steve nice W. One, what Shockmaster. a review. That's great work. That's great Love stuff. the consistent uh, thank you as well. Should you... We, but we should explain the context because people love it when we explain jokes. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Mm. You, go ahead. You, you explain this joke. So the reason this is funny is because we got a very negative review about how we talk about our lady partners too much. And it's almost like we're bragging. Yeah. Yeah. So... And we, not only that we were bragging, that we'd made them up. Mm. Because that's how you get away with a lie. Yeah. Is by constantly it's, keep referring to that lie. Because well, we're going out, really. It's me and you <laughs> it's me, who, it's... who are going out. Yeah. We got married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just staged all those photos <laughs> with standards. Okay. Well, that's all we've got time for today. We will be back on Monday. Oh, mixed match challenges coming up. Try and contain yourselves. <laughs> and we'll have some mailbag questions. Love you. Bye. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support WrestleTalk, because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.